Hello and welcome to the Green Business Podcast, a show about climate entrepreneurs and their exciting businesses. I am your host Bharti for these weekly conversations about scaling up a climate-driven business. My guest today is Dr. Rashi Gupta, founder of Vision Mechatronics. Vision Mechatronics manufactures lithium-ion battery packs and also the plug-and-play energy storage systems for commercial and industrial applications. The company recently executed a megawatt scale energy storage project in Gurgaon. Uh, Dr. Rashi started working with lithium-ion batteries way back in 2015 when lithium-ion wasn't such a buzzword. Uh, given her long association with batteries, she is also referred to as Battery Valley in the industry. Welcome to the show, Rashi, and thank you for making time today. Thank you so much, Bhatri, for this opportunity, and it's a pleasure to connect with you here. Rashi, Battery Valley is such a lovely name. How did you earn this? Well, that's that's a good question <laughs> because uh, you know, <laughs> uh, see, it so happened, you know, that this is the love, respect, and uh, you know, the acceptance of the industry for a female entrepreneur. Uh, you know that they have given me this name and it so started you know that uh, see you know in india people generally uh, have a you know they associate you with the profession that you yeah. deal with yeah so it's like if somebody is uh, you know dealing with batteries so they will be like battery wali <laughs> or a battery wala so you know it was easier for them to recognize and being only female in the industry it was like okay go and not talk to battery wali wo lady hai na she is the one who does the battery thing so go and talk to her so that's how it came and you know people started accepting it then i was like okay when people are referring to me with that name why not use it <laughs> let us let let me accept the humbly let me accept the uh, you know Uh, respect and the acceptance given by the industry by the customers and everyone else yeah i think that's that's wonderful and uh, what does vision mechatronics do what are your key offerings vision mechatronics we are into three verticals basically uh, robotics industrial automation renewable energies and energy storage that's what we do and um, with energy storage being the main focus now uh, uh, what we uh, in this today's um, Uh, talk i think we uh, we offer a lot of uh, solutions around energy storage systems as in a full integrated systems and batteries for stationary and ev applications both right right and uh, and it has been 5 years for you in this business now and during this time the sector has considerably progressed you know in terms of emergence of new companies or new funding or or even regulations so so does, how does that impact you on a day to day basis when you are running your business well um yeah in 2015 when i started nobody even thought of lithium and everybody said that uh, you know you getting into this you are going to bet uh, you are you are betting your money on the wrong uh, stream and i don't think i've lost any money i've just made more money i've i've created more value for the people around and i think you know there is a lot of space for each one of us hmm the market segment is available for each one of us uh, so so there's absolutely no issues let me let more people come in and more the competition it is it, it is better you know for the end consumer so i would always uh, look at it from the consumer's perspective and the customer's perspective that yes it's a good thing that people are accepting this new technologies they're trying to evaluate they're trying to 
use and see how this benefits everyone yeah so so no what i wanted to ask was as a entrepreneur when you are running your business has it become easier to do business easier to get clients or you know easier uh, product pricing has become better what does it mean for you as a as a business so as a business i think yes uh, awareness has improved people are more uh, willing now to consider lithium as an option for the backup and energy storage applications or even for the ev applications for that matter and and you know uh, now selling uh, or rather you know pitching the product is easier definitely yes because awareness is improved but at the same time since there's a competition you have to prove your point saying that why are you better than others Hmm. Okay. So it's it's both ways. It's both ways. Yeah. Yeah. That's a that's a wonderful insight, I think. And then you say that you use lithium iron yttrium phosphate as against lithium iron phosphate. While there is only a difference of why, I'm sure it changes battery composition completely. So can you now talk about how how battery chemistry can impact the performance and also how does it uh, impact the cost? well yes battery chemistry plays a very vital role and in terms of safety in terms of um, performance parameters and in uh, so yes why, just that one character why <laughs> adding that yttrium to the lithium pyrophosphate batteries changes the life cycles changes efficiencies safety of course yes uh, so you know all this improves and that's the reason why we chose uh, this combination here so uh so we have a higher performance we can offer 8000 cycles at 80% dod in this case and we have an eco model as well where we offer 4000 cycles at 80% dod so yes uh and gym phosphate it increases the efficiency of the battery at least 40% so having a 40% uptake there really really gives a much better advantage to the end user and safety of course because why we chose uh, lithium ferrophosphate was because uh, given the india's uh, temperature and you know climatic conditions it was better to opt for lithium ferrophosphate it's much more stable as a chemistry it uh, and it has a wider temperature tolerance hmm. like given the geographical uh, temperature conditions that we have in india this was a better suited option as per what we thought and you know we have to strike a balance between what is technologically available and what is commercially viable right yeah so coming to you know striking that balance was very important and that's why we chose uh, staying with lfp for the stationary application okay so so if i can summarize it uh, so you you say that your uh, yttrium phosphate chemistry gives you uh, higher efficiency and also it is safer than the usual lithium ion phosphate batteries is that correct yes Yeah. Okay. And in terms of cost, what 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 happens to the cost? Cost is the same as you have in. Um, cost doesn't vary too much. It's it's a per cycle cost that you would have, and uh, and it's it's it also depends on the case to case basis. You know, where what is your end use application? Right. How many number of hours you would be running? So it's basically a per cycle cost and doesn't change too much. Okay. Okay. So in terms of per cycle cost, there isn't much difference. right now okay okay and uh, if i look at this energy storage uh, business um, you know there are two verticals 
broadly so there are uh, stationary storage applications and there are mobile storage application and and you seem to have focused on stationary storage so was that a conscious decision or was it because early on there would not have been any other market no there may not have been any mobile storage market so true so true i mean yes we consciously chose to be in stationary storage domain till now we are catering to the ev market but ev is something which is still under development and which is still growing it is not matured why however if you see stationary storage there is more demand coming in uh, you know the applications that you can put onto the field are much more available so yes uh, that was a conscious decision that we take till did we take till now but then yes we are also catering to the ev market it's not that we are silent on that we are doing both the things but yes our, our um, area of focus and market share is much more in stationary than as ev yeah and it makes more sense because that's a larger market and and that today. is already developed yeah today and already yes. developed to an extent right yes yes right and uh, but it is a very competitive market no we have players like panasonic and we also have very small uh, maybe unorganized people uh, so so how then how do you then make your product stand out in this space see what happens is competition is going to be there everywhere like you know uh, you get uh, you get a very high end product inside a mall, you know air conditioned mall and you get something on the street as well roadside as well now what is it that you want to choose now now the question is you know competition is always going to be there whether it is today tomorrow or in future right what we need to do is what is the value for money that the consumer is going to get when they come to you that is the most important aspect so what we did was we added a preventive and predictive monitoring iot capabilities to our systems wherein we could detect 15 days in advance that the cell level uh, problems could arise into the batteries and they need a replacement or we could give and we could give them a real time tracking of the entire energy storage system that they have put in place now this gives them a complete peace of mind this gives them much more uh, reliability factor so and what we did was when we talk of preventive and predictive monitoring we needed you know more um, customer centric when we uh, we send email and phone call messages right before anything could go wrong so we have used technology to that advantage giving us a competitive edge over the others right now into the market hmm okay okay understood so uh, so this you know while the product uh, maybe maybe somewhat different but your service levels are much much differentiated right yes so 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 you know it's a combination of a product and right. a service together you cannot yes. differentiate okay you just give yeah. a product and you do not give a service so it's a combined energy market is you know a combination of both so when you excel in both together that is where gives you yeah. a competitiveness true true in fact service may be more important than the product because after all you have to live with the product for a long time no yeah at least so, a decade yeah so so that's true that's true and uh, and and if we talk about uh, you know how the business would look like let's say 10 years down the line so do you see yourself doing large scale projects like you did now or do you think you would be doing grid related storage or maybe you would just do ev batteries so what where do you think the business is headed well i think 10 years it will be up the line and not down the line yeah, okay fine yeah yes of course yes. <laughs> so when you go up the line Huh. I see more large scale definitely coming in 
for sure because uh, you know the grid when we are talking of renewable energies being pumped into the grid definitely grid would need a reliability grid would need stability mm. which only energy storage can offer mm. so i am definitely looking at more large scale projects for sure and what we did was a hybrid energy technology hybrid energy storage technology where we combined two different technologies together in one system under one um, common dc bus so that uh, so that you know they can get long term storages uh, for the client and then yes of course uh, i i would also look into ev segment not be just saying that uh, 10 years up the hill we would be just an ev player or we would just be a stationary storage player we would be in both the segments and we will strike a balance in both of them as per the market growth mm-hmm. i like up the hill very much i can already seeing you going up the hill so i think <laughs> that that's excellent and um, and uh, coming back to batteries now the batteries that you use in your energy storage systems or the batteries that you sell to your clients is there a second life to these batteries and how would these be recycled well that's a very nice question and i'm happy that you've taken it up see what happens is second life uh, today as discussed is more of uh, which is coming out from ev for stationary storage right yeah and not from stationary to stationary that is the today's scenario but what i personally feel is that you know even though we have discarded these batteries as uh, end of life uh, by with at uh, when they reach at 80% of their capacities real you know applications or where where the energy need is very very basic Hmm. There is just a few lights and fans to be, you know, put into the system, or very basic systems where you can classify your uh, life for the second use batteries. Uh, that would make more impact. And uh, recycling, when you come to it, recycling, yes, there is a big challenge today because, you know, recycling is a liability-based model for lithium as of today, hmm. instead of being an asset model. However, when you compare it with lead-acid batteries, lead-acid batteries are still on an asset model. by which i mean that whenever your lead acid batteries are uh, taken off by the scrap dealer or the recycler uh, recycling uh, agent you get paid for it hmm. however in case of lithium you are not getting paid for it you have to so it's a liability model which is not a very welcome thing in a country like uh, india so hmm. what we need to understand is how we can overhaul this model and uh, make it financially more as an asset based model instead of a liability model So yes, a lot of work is going to be done about it, and a lot of standardisation work is also going on around recycling and second life. So you will see something soon coming out. But yes, financial overhauling really needs to be done. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You are right. So so what you are saying is that lead acid battery, while these are slowly going away, there is still a good market uh, in terms of uh, you know what you can earn from giving away your recycling battery. You know the batteries yes. to be recycled. Okay. Yes. 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 Good. And uh, last question, Rashi. You know, as we see battery costs going down, and 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 maybe their ability to store it, store things going up. What what do you think would be other potential opportunities that would come for you or for other companies in this sector? Well, uh, see, I see you know uh, a lot of opportunities. I see the sector growing multifolds. definitely we have the new pli scheme which has come up uh, by announced by the government of india we see the latest new announcements by the uh, ministers seki all of them and coming towards you so the definitely opportunities and uh, cases would emerge and that's a very good thing but battery costs are declining but today given the today's scenario i see a lot of uh, 
gap in the supply chain hmm and the supply chain prices really shooting up uh, actually in the present scenario the consumer is not getting that benefit of the price decline to be very honest Uh, so you know when we have make in india happening when we see uh, batteries being manufactured in india this scenario would certainly change and the consumer end consumer would get uh, the benefit of the battery cost decline so yes it makes lot of sense and um, i also feel uh, that you know ancillaries would grow a lot hmm. because uh, you know manufacturing a cell and a battery in the country leads lot of uh, ancillary units to come up and that's a very good business model that one can adopt right now because early starters would get their advantage so yes batteries uh, getting ancillaries would make a lot of sense so overall i think yes battery cost decline would help a lot of adoption into this market segment and it makes sense to begin somewhere and i think we should not miss the bus this time yeah and when you say ancillary rashi uh, can you uh, can you highlight what businesses would those be a lot of them and ancillaries you have uh, you know in the cell manufacturing you have cathode manufacturing anode manufacturing then you have the shell manufacturing then you have uh, uh, plastics and a uh, lot of uh, sheet sheet metal work coming into picture so all of this is very specialized you have welding coming into picture lasers many many segments like this you know thermal management uh, mm-hmm. softwares ai so you know the, these things we are still lacking we we do not have that infrastructure in place when we talk of cell manufacturing we do not have the allied ancillary even the machinery required for mm. making these uh, ancil- for making all these products are still imported so mm. that's another big segment you know where you can have these uh, import substitutions mm. Mm. so when you want together to be sustainable atmanirbhar or you know self reliant is what we speak we need to have all of this in place that that is only when you will have your truly make in india happening yeah yeah and what you're saying is that only when this entire ecosystem gets developed then only we would see the uh, actual cost or substantial cost you know improvements in batteries right yeah i, I that is what i want yeah okay absolutely agree uh, uh, rashi and thank you so much for this lovely conversation and wishing you and your team at vision mechatronics best of luck Thank you so much Bharti. Thank you for listening to the Green Business podcast. This show is brought to you by Fine Train, an advisory firm that supports green businesses in fundraising. You can read more on us on finetrain.com. Thanks again and see you next time.